The review situation is a little weird thanks to Apple Podcasts, so um, maybe we'll get a review to read at, during the middle of the episode, or maybe we'll put it at the beginning, uh, but we're just going to have to start this episode. Uh, I really don't think that now is the time for small talk, uh, which is normally what we do at the beginning of our episodes, uh, so I think we're just going to uh, get right into it. Welcome to, I guess, an, what is this, an emergency housekeeping episode, if you even want to call it that, uh, presented by the Politipop podcast, the podcast where, where we read between the lines of our favorite pop culture media and discuss the social and political themes within. Uh, not just that, though. We usually review current events and kind of, you know, try to give our takes on, on different things that are happening in our world and in our country. And also, you know, while we listen to podcasts that that update us on different things and we have access to different media, maybe, you know, the people listening out there don't have access to that stuff. As in, like, maybe this is the only podcast you listen to because, you know, one of your friends told you to or, or I made you listen to it or something. So, you know, I do think that we do have a responsibility to to just inform as well as as best we can. And, you know, as always, we we are not experts on things, but we do have a, a show notes and sources page at the politipoppodcast.wordpress.com. Um, and you can find our show notes and sources there. So if you're ever like, all right, where are they getting this information from? That would be the place to do it. And if ever we do have like theories that are unfounded, we will always say that as well. You know, this is just a gut feeling. This is what I'm gleaning from this. You know, this is unfounded. We'll, we'll always do that. Uh, but that being said, we uh, are going to interrupt our Bat Month episodes. I mean, there's no Bat Month this month anyway. It's completely fake. Um, it's our Bat Month. It's our Bat Month, uh, meaning we can interrupt it if we want. And we are going to be uh, discussing the situation with uh, Palestine. And I am your co-host, Mike Booch. And as always, in my second seat is uh, my lovely co-host, Ty. Yeah, I'm here too. All right, so you've probably been hearing a lot of different things. Or, unfortunately, <laughs> you've probably been hearing a lot of the same things from various sources because, you know, it turns out that we do operate on a state-run media here. And <laughs> I, know I sound like a silly little lib for, you know, just realizing that, but... Uh, you know, we all have our wake-up moments, I guess, and, you know, just, I've, I've really been trying to stay off social media and, and concentrate more on myself and bettering my, my, myself as a person and as, uh, whatever thing I decide to do that week. Uh, but I've, I've been on Reddit a lot, and it's all over there. Like, I, all of the, all the the genocide that's happening in Palestine, I'll call it what it is, and hopefully that doesn't turn some of you off, uh, because if you sit through this entire episode, I'm not sure it'll be too long, uh, I'm going to justify everything I say, <laughs> and uh, and and we'll we'll go from there. But, uh, but yeah, so Ty, with your permission, I would like to give a brief, hopefully, and broad uh, history lesson in order to set some context. Right. Permission denied. Okay, great. Uh, how do you want to start? 
No, I, I, I joke. Gotta have a little <laughs> bit of humor. Go ahead, give, give uh, a history lesson. Permission denied. I would instead like you to start with a brief and broad, or broad and brief, whichever the opposite I said was, <laughs> uh, history. So uh, I'm going to do my best with the years here. And once again, I, all of the places where I'm ge- getting this information from will be in our show notes and sources this week. Uh, which means that those of you who are waiting for the Batman Begins and White Knight sources, those will be up as well. <laughs> because I always, will. Do it, I always do it in order, and I've been slacking on those. But uh, but here we go. There was a Jewish writer who uh, pretty much uh, created Zionism, or uh, uh, you know, created uh, the 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 theory that led to Zionism. Uh, and uh, I think that's an important definition to to make at the beginning of this. And uh, basically he said that Jews were at a point in their lives where they shouldn't bother conforming uh, with Europeans and that they so, that they should settle in their own state. And at that time it was just a theory when, when he came up uh, with it, you know, the, the Ottoman empire and a bunch of other nations were, you know, were still vying, uh, vying for, for different lands and stuff. Uh, you know, at the time, most secular Jews imagined this, you know, this Zion to be, more of a state for Jews and less of a Jewish state, which is a very important distinction to make because uh, one of those sounds like a great idea and the other is, I, I guess, I don't know, it's just it's just imperialist. But here we go. Uh, so as we know, when we go back into American history, uh, Britain is always the problem. Uh, they always want to colonize everything and you know expand their empire as much as possible. In 1917, uh, just before uh, World War One ended, they established the, something known as the Balfour Declaration, uh, which established Palestine as a land for the Jews. And they were they were promising this land to a lot of different people. They were promising Arabic land to themselves, uh, to the Jews, and to the Meccans. Uh, after World War One, the British established a colony in Palestine and. It, they intentionally separated the faiths so they could better control them, better divide them and rule them. They did kind of what, you know, what we're always doing in the Middle East, which is, oh, we're going to be here and help help you get back on your feet. And then our troops will leave when you can take care and govern yourselves and be safe. Yeah, we're providing structure and safety. Yes. Uh, but of course, when the Palestinians were like, hey, maybe you should leave, they were like, nah, I think we need to stay for, for a little while. Uh, so by 1938, Jews were just under 30% of the Palestinian population, uh, and Palestinian obviously meaning like that area. Uh, the British uh, began the process of evicting Arab Palestinians to make way for Jewish settlers, and then used Jewish militias to help fight a Palestinian revolt against the British. So when they were their, when their land was being cleared, Palestinians revolted against the British, and you know, of course, these militias were like, all right, we're going to fight. So that way we have a place to live. We don't have, you know, we don't have a nation. And uh, and so they 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 helped the British quash this rebellion. And um, then the British rewarded them by limiting Jewish immigration. And then they tried to force a Jewish Palestinian state within 10 years, uh, which none of that really worked out well. <laughs> um, you know, and this this kind of rings, uh, this has echoes to me of what happened with uh, North America being colonized, where, you know, there were indigenous peoples who were pitted against each other. And then there were treaties that were signed that always got, that always, you know, got broken by the United States. And, and you know, these indigenous people who, who were under some agreement now have nowhere to go except to move. And, uh, you know, this this seems to be, you know, seems to be right right in the in the same vein. So eventually the British let the U.N. take care of uh, of Palestine uh, because they figured at this point that colony was worth 
you know, was more trouble than it was worth. Uh, so they, they let the UN take care of it just after World War II. So now we have uh, 1947 is officially when Israel is created. And, you know, my wife was surprised by this and I was surprised by this. I, I really shouldn't have been. But, you know, here I am learning things as an adult that I should have learned when I was younger. And um, Israel's 73 years old. It's like a really new state. <laughs> um, <laughs> very new. Very new. And, you know, another another new state or country is also the United States. A lot of people don't realize how new we are. And yet we became a superpower so fast. And once again, the way you become a superpower that fast is on the broken bodies of people, whether it be through war or forced labor, enslavement, whatever it is. And, uh, of course, settling, settler colonialism. So Israel's created and... Uh, and, you know, the U.N. wants to give uh, give Israel a significant amount of Palestinian land. And this is when the Arab-Israeli war starts. And this is important because technically it was started by the Arab nations against Israel. And this takes me back to what used to be one of my go-to movies when I wanted to laugh. It was uh, Adam Sandler's You Don't Mess With the Zohan. And it has it was it was very uh, in poor taste then, and it's in worse taste now, I feel. But uh, Adam Sandler decided to use comedy and cosmetics in order to tackle uh, the the Palestine-Israel, uh, I don't want to call it a conflict, situation, issue, once again, genocide. Um, and uh, and he's he's talking to this woman. Adam, Adam Sandler plays, you know, a, a former IOF uh, or IDF, if you're on their side, um, uh, agent. And he wants to become a civilian. He's talking to this, you know, to this uh, this woman. Uh, I believe she's of Arabic descent. And he says, you know, your people started it first. So I believe this is what he's referencing. When the Arab-Israeli war started, it, were, it was the Arab nations against Israel. Uh, Israel wins. Wild how... After being so new, they had all of these resources and support to win. So, and and that doesn't really change uh, up until today. So Israel wins, and when they do, they not only take the land that they were promised by the UN, but they take a third more than that. And they continue a long campaign of taking Palestinian land when they want, how they want, and they even end up taking control of the holy city of Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem is a, is a holy site for uh, for all of the major religions, okay? You know, there's also a, a Christian area, uh, which a lot of Christians aren't, you know, th like Jerusalem is currently controlled by Israel and they are limiting who can practice uh, their faiths there. So it's not, you know, it's not just Muslims they're oppressing. They're also oppressing, uh, you know, local Christians, you know, probably Arab Christians. Like the U.S. being formed, we see lots of treaties being broken and we see using people with less power against each other. So I mentioned that earlier. Uh, then after that, uh, Jordan takes uh, control of West Bank and uh, Egypt takes, takes Gaza. So Palestine has even less land left. In 1967, we had the Six Days War between the Arab nations and Israel in which uh, Israel gains control of the West Bank, Gaza, uh, Sinai Peninsula, and Golan Heights. The UN then passed a resolution with framework for Israel to withdraw from the territory they, they acquired in the war. And that saying that Palestine and Israel both have to acknowledge each other as states didn't happen. Uh, the war continues to get more heated. International law continues to say that settlements are illegal, that, you know, but 
Israel doesn't really acknowledge Palestine, so they don't care. You know, they say that these settlements are our our land by right anyway, so who cares? Uh, now, shortly after this, we see the first Antifada uh, from Palestine, you know, which uh, literally translates to uh, shaking off. You know, they're fighting back. Uh, they're resisting. And some of their resistance includes uh, boycotts and the refusal to pay taxes. But Israel continues to crack down. This was for some of the first instances. But since then, they've continued to crack down on any form of protests. Um, you know, once again, similar to how the U.S. does it. And then we have Hamas. Uh, which was uh, Hamas. Oh, was, I've heard of Hamas. They're the terrorist group. Exactly. Yes. According to everything we've seen, they are the terrorist group. And even mentioning the word seems dirty in my mouth because, uh, you know, I still have all of that indoctrination since 11 years old. I've I've been led to believe through all popular media and through and through the quote unquote news that that Arabic people are all terrorists. And it really is such a convenient narrative because every time there's another, I mean, the conflict, and I use that word very loosely, but for lack of better ones right now, is 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 ongoing. Yet, you know, anytime it makes its way into the public sphere, Hamas is there to be to be the scapegoat. But, I, but I, I, for a minute, I did think you were going to say that since 11 years old, you were taught to hate Hamas. And I was like, wow, I didn't even realize that <laughs> the hatred went that deep for you. I think uh, I think it was at 1987 Hamas came about. So for some <laughs> reason. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm really fighting that that uh, programming. No, but um, Hamas, uh, you know, they're the, the quote unquote terrorist group. And I'm going to explain why that's quote unquote right now uh, that popularized the suicide bomb in their charter. According to some articles I found, and I will include their full charter in the show notes, uh, there's both a, a version that was translated by uh, is, Israeli uh, academics and a version that is um, from a Middle Eastern website itself. So so I'm going to put both of those in the show notes. That way you can compare the text yourselves there. But ha- Hamas's charter... Uh, obviously stated that they would be willing to fight back against, uh, you know, Israeli military occupation. Uh, But a lot of people don't also know that when they started, they were known for their social welfare projects that built and staffed schools, mosques, and provided food. Now, if we're making the American comparison here, there's another terrorist resistance group in the United States that had social welfare programs that are, once again, labeled as violent terrorists. Uh, Ty, you with the hand up in the back. Does that does that ring a bell to you? Can you tell me who we spoke about recently that sounds like that? Jeez, you know, there's so many groups like that. I guess I, if I had to take a guess, I'd say the Black Panthers. That is an excellent guess, Ty, and that's why you get a gold star today. Yes. Uh, that is a distinction that I have created. I did not find that anywhere else. But, you know, the it's just difficult because so much media literally says they're terrorists, they're terrorists, they're terrorists, they're terrorists. So later on, when they end up getting voted into office, uh, you know, and, and taking the majority of parliamentary seats in Palestine... Uh, you know, it's easy for people to say, well, they voted a terrorist group in. But like, yeah, they've also voted in a resistance group. And, uh, you know, once again, like I said, they popularize the suicide bomb. You know, Hamas, like I said, is a scapegoat that is that, you know, when they are are fighting back against against Israeli oppression or, or protesting or, you know, maybe there's a protest that's that's squashed by the by the IOF, by the Israeli uh occupation forces and then you know when they respond with force the, the uh, you know Hamas will come out and then the media always you know comes in and says wait you know is Israel's responding to Hamas's aggression but that just happened last week and we're going to get up to that you know very 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 soon 
Um, so, but anyway, that's kind of the the whole. You know, that's there's always this ongoing struggle between the two, uh, quote unquote, <laughs> two sides, quote unquote, struggle. I'll also include a Hamas documentary, which even in this documentary uh, is, I think, told from a very specific Hamas is bad perspective. And yet they still can't help but acknowledge all of the oppression that they faced that created Hamas. So I, I find that very interesting. So then we have uh, our boy uh, Bill Clinton. He he proposed peace talks uh, between Palestine and Israel. Uh, Ehud Mubarak, Ehud Barak, uh, he was the Israeli prime minister at the time. Uh, he was actually willing to give up more land than any prime minister before him. Uh, mm. And, uh, you know, this this even surprised uh Arafat. But anyway, those those peace talks failed and not, nothing came of them. Then we in 2000, we have a Israeli prime minister candidate who marches to Al-Aqsa with 1000 armed troops. Al-Aqsa Mosque is the third holiest site in Islam and Israel has continually used it to as a, as a bargaining chip to to either keep, you know, keep Palestine at bay, you know, or they'll use it to punish them. And, uh, you know, this was one of those cases. It led to the second Antifada uh, in which 3,000 Palestinians died, 1,000 Israelis died. You know, once again, like we it's so weird that this this terrorist nation of Palestine and Hamas, they continue to attack Israel and they always lose and then keep doing it. Something doesn't make sense. Like, why would this terror like maybe the maybe the narrative we're getting isn't isn't a hundred percent correct. Maybe it's not even 50% correct. You know, maybe this terrorist group is actually a resistance force just trying to fucking show their teeth and keep the, keep the beast at bay. Whoa. Yeah. So here we have 2002. (laughs) Might be, you know, Uh, get out of the kitchen if you can't handle it, folks. So then we have 2002 after the second Intifada uh, in which uh, Israel constructs a wall for quote unquote self-defense. And we're going to use that term a lot this, uh, this episode. Uh, and this, but this this wall includes a lot of settler land, and not just the land that was seized after the Six Day War. So they're taking more Palestinian land. Granted, there are Israeli settlers living on it. You know, they say, "Oh, we got to protect our own." Yet they're officially blocking off Palestinian land from Palestinians. Later on in the in the mid two thousands, we see that Hamas actually wins the majority of parliamentary seats. Uh, and also, governing has not gone well between them and the other uh, party, Fatah uh, or Fatah, which which was uh, uh, Arafat's party. Things just aren't going well, and I think a big part of that also is just because of the the lack of resources that Palestine has. I I didn't mention it yet, but Israel uh, controls the borders of Palestine. They control their food. They call it "quote unquote" putting them on a diet. Really great. Uh, they control the construction materials that come in, which means no construction materials come in. So this third world country continues to become a fourth world country and a fifth world country every time it gets destroyed, and they can never build back. Uh, also, their water is controlled, their gas is controlled, their electricity and other necessities are controlled. And I want to talk a little bit about Arafat real quick. Uh, I didn't mention much of him before, uh, but he actually led a resistance force against Israel as well, known as the uh, Palestinian Liberation Organization or Palestine Liberation Organization, uh, the PLO. And um, he failed. Uh, he didn't gain anything. And then in the end, he ended up acknowledging Israel and... Fatah agreed to hunt down Hamas. 
So his party that was a resistance party was then turned on Hamas by Israel. So once again, using these disenfranchised people against each other, breaking treaties, and then, you know, giving one person breadcrumbs to kill their brother. And uh, not only did he not gain anything from this, but he recognizing Israel gave up 79% of Palestine. So that was that was something that I think is important uh, to mention. So Hamas wins the uh, the majority of parliament. Uh, you can you can look at the documentary. It's very interesting. It talks about how they've had to go from being resistance fighters to being like local police, and it puts them in a really awkward position because they don't know how to talk people down. They only know conflict. Uh, <laughs> sounding very familiar <laughs> as well. Although this you know this is in uh, this is in Palestine. Um, and. I'm going to I'm going to, you know, fast forward to where we are right now. Ramadan 2021. We see that uh, Israel is evicting another neighborhood and uh, there are multiple neighborhoods. But the one that's been in the media uh, a lot is uh, Sheikh Jarrah. And there are protests that come from this. Uh, Palestinians are protesting. And in order to set the Palestinians straight, Israel decides to storm Al-Aqsa Mosque. Now, once again, Al-Aqsa is the third holiest site in Islam. Uh, I believe they were stormed, stormed off four times in five days, according to the article that I'll provide in the show notes. Or it might have been five times in four days, which is a little more tragic. So these are people during the height of Ramadan, during Eid, uh, who are worshipping at their holy site and... And I'm not even fucking religious at all. Like, I don't have a skin in this game and just the human rights violations are getting are fucking triggering me right now. Um, and there are people walking in with their fucking boots. I mean, it wouldn't have been better if they took their boots off and then brutalized these people, but who knows? So they walk in with their boots, they're throwing flashbangs, they're, they're fucking, uh, you know, set, setting this mosque on fire. They are, they are making it impossible for these people to, to worship. Once again, at the height, this is like a church getting attacked on Easter or Christmas or something. This is what that is. And once again, I don't know if any Christians have worshipped anything there in a while because Israel took control of Jerusalem. So, uh, so, so yeah. So Al-Aqsa gets gets stormed, and Hamas uh, ends up attacking Israel. They they we hear popular Hamas has rockets. Hamas sent the rockets, and all of a sudden, that's where American media picks up, and uh, you know they pick up on Israel attacking Palestine, and they say, you know, they're they're responding to uh, to aggression from Hamas. And, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of civilian neighborhoods getting bombed again. Uh, you know, we've seen aggression at the border in the past. You can look it up yourself if you want. You know, children throwing stones and still getting shot in the head by Israeli uh, soldiers. It's terrible. I mean, this whole thing is being framed as self-defense, though, right? And that's that's what the United States, United States says. It supports self-defense. And, you know, Hamas is a terrorist organization. And they they've caused this to happen. They're using people as human shields, and, you know, Israel has the right to defend itself and its people. That, that's how it's being framed. Now, one of the documentaries that you sent me, I'm not sure if it was the one on the BDS movement or if it was uh, Gaza Fighting for Freedom, uh, both of which are free and will also be available in the show notes and sources, because seriously, do not take it just from us. Please do your own research, um, because it's, I mean, don't stop at CNN, but <laughs> like seriously, hmm. check, check our notes and sources. But anyway, the weird thing to me is that people keep justifying this by saying, listen, they voted in a terrorist organization as their government. So isn't it just their government now? Like instead of saying Hamas, uh, you know, launches rockets at Israel, wouldn't it be Palestine launches rockets? It's real like like it's technically, you know, two governments. And once again, you know, one of the sides of this, quote unquote, conflict is responding with disproportionate force leveling 
entire neighborhoods, killing civilians, killing children, and always saying that their excuse is, oh, well, you know, Hamas hides behind civilians. Hamas hides behind children. So I guess with $3 billion a year uh, of funding from the U.S. and and all of the other resources we have from the rest of the world who's supporting us because they're afraid of being called anti-Semitic, you know, we, we can't find a a way to get these specific terrorists with all of our resources so we just have to kill all the children in front of you whoops um and of course we're seeing in the you know most recent uh, and the numbers continue to escalate so i'm not going to try to get them but uh the hundreds of palestinians dead tens of israelis dead and uh, you know, and it, what sucks is that the media is so biased that I'm not even sure uh, if if I can believe that. And I really wish I could. And I want to make my stance known here uh, because there is the anti-Semitism argument. There is the whole like, you know, do you acknowledge Israel as a state and all this other stuff? This isn't about religion for me. I do believe that, you know, everybody should have a place to be. I don't believe that human rights have to be crushed in order to do it. I believe that, you know, even if it ended with that first war, the Arab-Israeli war, in which they won, you know, you don't have to continue destroying the lives of, of, of your neighbors. Like, they are also, not only are they pushing them off the land, but they're making it so there's nowhere to go. So therefore, they have nowhere to go, they just die. It is complete extinction it is complete genocide it is it is disgusting and and you know that's what i want to uh, that that's one thing i want to say i want to say that you know the, there's a few myths that i'm going to that you know we sh- we should talk about and one of them is the the anti-semitism myth and the, you know it's if you're against israel you are against uh the jewish faith and this and is, i think that's yeah. like if you do you believe that israel represents every jewish person in the world if if israel represents all jews right if that's how you look at it I guess you can make that argument, right? But there are Jews all over the world, right? Living in various countries and have, you know, different uh, political, you know, beliefs and, and, and things like that. I, I just don't, I think it's such a broad thing. You know, they, they call the United States a Christian nation, but if you're against the U.S., does that mean you're against all Christians? You know what I mean? Like, it's a, you're, you're, it's such a yeah, broad kind of... <laughs> You know, it's just such a broad stroke. And, and you know, I mean, it, the whole situation is just so complicated. Uh, you know, if you, like you already brought up the history, but, you know, going back to World War II, the fact that, you know, basically they went in and, and, and took land from Palestinians and just, you know, kicked people out of their houses and gave it to the Israelis was really not the solution, you know what I mean? Because the, the Palestinians aren't the ones that it committed wasn't the, the crimes. And they, it wasn't they, the, Brit- the Brits' land in the first place to, no. to take. Like, once again, like, it is it is imperialism, and they'll come in, they'll fuck shit up, and then they'll go, all right, not our problem. And then right. they're out. And you this know, conflict and, hasn't gone on since then. Sorry, the, you know, the Jews, you know, you could argue were there originally, right? But they were kicked out by the Romans. So, you know, now you're you're doing the same thing to another group of people that happened to them. You know, you're just repeating history, as they say. Instead of, you know, countries like Germany, who actually, you know, committed the atrocity of the Holocaust, instead of, you know, giving them land and reparations and kind of, you know, reintegrating them into the societies from which they actually had come, they gave them, you know, all of this territory that the Palestinians were living in. 
and, and, it, and it, ever since it's just set off this constant conflict as as you said as the Palestinians get pushed further and further back and and they're basically in an open air prison right they're they're at a point where they they have nowhere to go they they are you know uh, surrounded at every border you know on one side by Egypt uh, the other side by Israel um, they're only allowed to go out to sea so far they're not allowed to leave the country without permission from Israel uh, even if it's for emergency medical surgeries. Um, the amount of food that is brought into the country is limited by the Israelis based on the lowest needed uh, calorie intake that a person needs to survive. Fucking the amount disgusting. of water that they're given is is dictated by Israel because I think 90% of their own water, uh, the Palestinians, is is toxic. So, you know, the, the fact that their, their food and water is, is literally controlled by Israel means that they are not, you know, they don't have any rights of their own. They, they basically are just being controlled and, and you know, uh, are, are subject to whatever Israel decides for them. And that is not self-defense, folks. Like, like, that is it. You know, at a certain point, fine. If you, if you want to even take that stance that, oh, well, you know, the, you know, the Arabs started it. And, you know, just, just so you know, like, the, the, there are a lot of terms we're throwing around here. Uh, you know, just so you know, like, I'm not saying... All Arabs are are Muslims. I'm not saying all Muslims are Arabs. Uh, right. Not all Palestinians are Muslim. Even there are Christian Palestinians who fought in the PLO. Uh, you know, uh, for for Arafat. So so I just want to say that. But even if you want to take that stance, right? Self defense only goes so far. And I have said multiple times that you know I grew up in martial arts and. Even my version of self-defense, which is which is very you know very extreme, how it takes a lot to push me to that point. And luckily, I've never gone there. But I have been taught that if somebody is physically threatening you or a loved one, uh, that you you know you you put them out of commission, you know. And it could be you know like you know punch them in the throat, you know uh, breaking their arm, you know breaking their wrist, you know uh, fucking you throwing sand in their eyes, whatever. <laughs> the point is they're not fighting you back. They're not fighting back at you anymore. But that's and even that is so extreme. But when you beat that person up who pushed you, and then find their wife and punch them, and then find their kid, and it's like that that fucking um that sketch uh, on the internet where the guy is just slapping people left and right. That's what oh, right, Israel right, right. is doing. They uh, I'll find that and put in the show notes, even though it's <laughs> humorous and not really on point for this. But you don't you don't continue destroying this person and generations of of his offspring. And his friends and his family and everyone he's ever known, uh, you know, it's like, again, even if you, you know, I don't even agree that this is self-defense, but if you believe that self-defense was, was, you know, needed, was, was okay. um, After the first, I don't know, bombs were dropped the first night, that was it, right? They've, they've retaliated with, with far superior firepower than what Hamas was using against them. I mean, we're talking, you know, again, like handmade shoulder propelled rockets and you know sticks and stones compared to you know a, a country that has literal nuclear weapons here uh and, and you know they're they've been bombarding the palestinians for days and days and days and days leveling entire buildings uh you know hundreds and hundreds of dead children dead in the streets i mean children ambulances attacked mechs killed i mean this is just like it, it's it's brutal and it's gotten to the point where you know they will kill anybody they're, they're they're you know how can you say they're targeting a terrorist organization when they're just murdering civilians left and right in the street i mean it's 
you know, it's it's so convenient. I know I said before, like, that's a huge part of, like, American media. But, you know, the more I'm learning, the more, like, I, you know, it's, you know, it's so stupid, you know, because they always say it for the Q people. But, you know, I feel kind of like, you know, I am I am being red, red-pilled. Like, everything is yeah. starting to connect so much easier. Like, the United States is ha- has been backing up Israel since the beginning, has been providing them funding has been one of the many countries that are enabling Israel to to continue to uh, violate international law and and commit war crimes. You know, and, you know, by the way, like, obviously, there have been literal people killed. You know, I I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that they, they were using less lethal rounds, <laughs> um, uh, you know, when they were storming Al-Aqsa and stuff. Uh, but, you know, the... Uh, even even me, man, even me, I'm always like, I'm always, I, I, even I have to, I feel like I have to subscribe to the two sides narrative. That's how deeply embedded it is, you know, right. that, that I don't even feel comfortable saying, you know, like Sean King, he said every single nation in the UN Security Council has called for a ceasefire in Israel except for one single country, and it's the United States. Like the United States, you know, pretty much just made Israel like their pop-up store. Their, yeah. You know, it's textbook imperialism. And it's it's right in line with what with what the United States did, uh, you know, in its founding. But but we are seeing now, like we're seeing, like we're seeing it in real time. We're seeing people being evicted off their land, and we're seeing it being done with blood. And the worst part is that the world is watching, and they're just standing by. You know, world leaders have been failing every step of the way to condemn uh, the acts of of the Israeli military and government. Maybe it helps people if I say that instead. Instead of saying Israel as a whole, because they think I'm talking about yeah, all yeah. Jews, which once again, if you want to call me an anti-Semite, you are more than welcome to, because I've been speaking out against Nazis since the beginning. I have no worries defending my beliefs. You know, it, for me, it isn't about religion; it's about well, your qualm isn't with Jews. Your qualm yeah, isn't with all. Jews. It's with yeah. the government and military of Israel. And unfortunately, you know, I want to talk about indoctrination. They they basically make every. Uh, Israeli citizens serve in the military, I think at 18, right? So, you know, everyone is forced into this. So, it, it, you know, it's it's hard to uh, to imagine, you know, that here, uh, you know, think that every single person has to serve. You know, of course, you're going to have certain beliefs, right? I mean, that's why so many yeah, it's Israeli, Israeli citizens support what's happening, uh, you know, because they, they, they at a young age, they're got, they move into the military and they're taught to, to do this, right? They're taught that the Palestinians are the enemy and, and that they have to be, you know, controlled and stopped from, from basically taking over Israel. You know, I think there's, there's a lot of propaganda and fear that's used on their citizens. You know, whenever uh, Hamas does fire one of their puny little rockets, there's, you know, air raid sirens that go out throughout Israel, you know, telling people they're under attack. I mean, it's, it's literally like, you know, the Blitzkrieg in, in World War II. They think that they're going to, you know, be, be slaughtered. But, the, you know, the, the truth of it is... So once again, propaganda is also attributing to this national. Oh, absolutely. You know, and the truth of it is, I mean, really, uh, the Palestinians aren't even able to get very far to Israeli territory. So if you're not at the border, you're probably okay. But... Uh, <laughs> yes. Didn't you say some of their rockets actually fell on Gaza? Yeah, they reported that some of the rockets they fired actually fell on Gaza. They just they don't have the technology or resources for their weapons to really be accurate or uh, long distance. So, you know, it's just it's it's pretty wild. And that's that's actually another thing. Uh, I think I was going to mention it before, but I went I went off on a tangent. Uh, but yeah, one of the documentaries that that we had, that we had watched uh, said that. 
Hamas is like Israel, the Israeli government's best friend. Like they, you know, like they pretty much let Hamas get voted into power. So now they have an excuse. It's their boogeyman. Yeah, they, they have this it. organization. They've been calling a terrorist organization since its inception, uh, and they're saying, okay, they voted a terrorist organization in as their government. Everything we do is completely justified now. Right. And and you know, it's it it really sucks, man. Because I'm just, you know, I know that like there's liberals on my Facebook page. But I'm seeing them like, uh, you know, absolutely defend the acts of, of the Israeli government by being like, oh, well, Hamas. Oh, well, there are happy Arabs living in Israel. Like, you know, like just, yeah. you know, and I, I replied to him. I was like, I was like, oh, there are successful black people in the United States. There's definitely not a race problem. You know, knowing that he's a Black Lives Matter guy. Like, there you go. Yep. Well, that's a funny thing. You know, there's like, I, I think I sent you like a funny, a funny meme or something. It was like, uh, or an article, a joke article. It was like, you know, a woman with Black Lives Matter in her profile, unsure about genocide of Palestinians, you know? And it's like, it's like, hello, like, why can't you connect the dots? You know, like, uh, one oppressed person, you can't tell another oppressed person, you know? Like, how can you not see that? It's just, it's just wild. I think it's so useful that I have I have been there. Like I've been that guy. You know, and for me to just watch CNN, the leftist news organization yeah, in the world, right, right. you know, say <laughs> Hamas is ter- you know, are terrorists and 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 Israel is fighting back against them. I'm like, "Okay, that seems pretty cut and dry." And then if, you know, if I see someone who's speaking out against Israel being called an anti-Semite, I'm like, "Oh, well, I don't want to be accused of that you know this is complicated we're told that it's about religion it's about islam versus judaism and it's not it is not not. about islam versus i mean you know the israeli government wants to make it about religion when they storm al-aqsa mosque um you know but (laughs) but that's you know and they and they seize control of of jerusalem and by the way i want to say now that like i didn't realize at the time how detrimental it was to the Middle East, that that Trump acknowledged Jerusalem as the official capital of of Israel. I was I was one of those people who once again I was like, well, it's pretty complicated. Uh, let me take a step back. Uh, yeah. But like, but you know, you just got to weed through that. You got it's 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 not about religion. This is about human rights violations. And even if you can say, you know, one side is this, the other side is that. The side that is killing more children is always wrong. The side that is separating families is always wrong. That's it. You know, and I like and honestly, as as an atheist, I couldn't care less about what your fucking books say, like, you, you know, your 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 religious texts. And I know that sounds callous or whatever, but I'm talking I'm talking about all of them. I'm well, talking I mean, about even if you what, wanted yeah. to go buy that book, right, uh, you know, Jews are supposed to return to this land when the Messiah has returned and they did not acknowledge Jesus Christ. So even if you want to use religion as the argument, it's not time to return then. I mean, that's, that's their own religion stating that, you know, and it's, it just, so what, you know, they just, they'll, they're going to pick and choose whatever supports the narrative of what, what they want to do. Right. And, and, you know, again, the U S is never going to call this out. They're never going to speak out again against it because it's what the U S does. Right. I mean, the U S has done the same thing to Afghanistan, to Iraq, uh, you know, to, to indigenous people of the United States. I mean, we, you know, this country has been known for, for committing genocide, to taking out terrorist organization, you know, killing the savages, whatever, whatever they want to call it, right? And and you know, whoever gets hurt in the in the crossfire, it doesn't really matter. And this is, you know, Israel's taking that and they're they're improving upon it by literally imprisoning the Palestinians in a strip of land in which they cannot escape. 
And, you know, anytime they, they want more land, they go in, they take it. And then, you know, if Hamas retaliates, perfect. They can just level entire buildings. They can kill kill civilians. And bam, they've got themselves even more land. So it's, And then they can control their media and our media yep. to keep feeding us the same narrative. And honestly, it is so vague. I'm sure if you pause, you could see the new, even just the news anchors sweating as they read the stuff off the, <laughs> <laughs> you know, off the teleprompter. But we are, you know, we're continually told like this, just, just this vague idea of of what's happening. And I'm sure that there are so many Americans who don't even know if Israel's an ally with us. Like, you know, they just they just see the stuff happening. They're like, oh, the Middle East, it's complicated. I don't want to touch it. You know, it's it seems scary to me. It seems foreign. But because of this, you know, this this small sphere, this echo chamber of American media that we have, you know, we are we'll, we'll take anything we can get, and and you know, we're we're gonna view all foreign stuff as frightening. I feel scared talking about this stuff. I feel concerned right. talking about it. And you know, you know, I will say I've 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 crammed a bunch of information into my head the last few days. And I mean honestly, if you have anything to say, politipopcast at gmail.com, you're more than welcome to reach out. Even if you are a, a Zionist, <laughs> go ahead. Like let's I, I, I honestly yeah. I have nothing to fear. I you know, like I said, you look at the side who's killing the most children and that's the side that's wrong. That's, right. that's I, I, I don't we're not sitting here saying Israel doesn't doesn't belong, doesn't have rights, that shouldn't shouldn't exist. We're just sitting here saying there should be, you know, a, a two state solution, right? There there has to be a way for these people to live simultaneously. You know, they're they're in this land together. Uh, and there has to be a solution in which, you know, children are not butchered in the streets, you know, and I, I, I don't support Hamas killing Israelis, of course. But, you know, you got to imagine if you're you're in a spot where you're you're fighting for the literal survival of your peoples. You can't you protest. Know, you, right? right. You know, like yeah, if you protest, you're sniped. You get sniped by by IDF, you know, and it's like so they, they are desperate and they're, they're trying to fight. And again, you know, Israel came in and started taking land again. Right. They kind of kicked this off. So what what kind of response would you expect? I mean, you know, we, we have American citizens like let the government come in and take my land. See what happens. You know, like like anyone would yeah, want to defend exactly. their homes. Right. You know, like anyone would want to defend their homes and, and their people. So, you know, I mean, I just I think it's really uh, short sighted to, to just say, oh, well, you're obviously anti-Semitic because you're you're, you know, supporting uh Palestinian lives and rights, uh, and and not to mention the fact that Israel has violated numerous international law, right? And this is a this is a fact. All right, they've used weapons that have been outlawed internationally. Um, there are you white know, doctrines of which yep. uh, they once, and this is years ago, not even recently. Uh, they once uh, threw into a baby's crib a white phosphorus grenade, I believe. Yep, and and you know not not to mention the fact that there is there is uh, you know numerous documents you know I believe from the UN stating you know that children are not to be targeted, uh, you know medical personnel are not to be targeted, you know the very people that the IDF will target and <laughs> will kill to make a statement. Um, you know you, you can there's literal video evidence of this happening of children being shot in the face. You know, uh, those, look at those documentaries we watched. And there's even footage from an IDF soldier where they shoot a little a child on the Palestinian side of the border. Uh, and they're laughing about, you know, how he falls over and his leg kicking in the air. And he's not armed. He's just standing there. You know, it is, this is this is things that happen. And, you know, I, I would hope 
that anyone of any religious background or nationality or ethnicity would want to see justice, right? Would want to make sure that people are doing uh, the right thing and not harming innocent children and, and civilians that aren't even fighting back. I think that's that's very well said. I want to follow up, actually, just talking about that quote-unquote friend. He's more of an acquaintance on Facebook, and I, I want to go, uh, I'm going to go right-wing conservative AM radio talk host right now. Whoa. Okay, and I'm going to say here that liberalism is destroying America, and here's why. <laughs> so he shares this thing that says, you can't call Israelis settlers, and it's anti-Semitic, and here's why. And he has this whole infographic talking about how they have a right to the land, and it's racist to call them settlers, and it's anti-Semitic, and all this other stuff. And I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking maybe I'm not using the right words. You know, I still am on, on the side of the human rights of the Palestinian peoples who were valid. You know, but maybe I need to use the right words. And then I go into the comments and I see that. I can't believe I'm still doing this character. And then I see that <laughs> he's talking all about Hamas and, sorry, Hamas, and talking about how, you know, <laughs> Israel's justified in doing what they do with their military actions. And then I realize that it's actually not about the words at all, is it? It's about distracting from the matters at hand and justifying war crimes and atrocities. All right. So that's how liberalism is destroying America. Don't be afraid of the liberals calling you something that you know you ain't. All right. If you hate fucking Nazis, then you hate Nazis. You know, if, if you you know, if you believe that all people of all faiths, you know, deserve to, you know, ha have a place, but not at the expense of, uh, of others, then by all means, you know, make your voice known. And that's about it. Uh, I mean, I, I I would say, you know, if you're if you're obviously, you know, you're pro-Israel and you're anti-Nazi. Look at it like this. You know, you're okay with them, uh, Israel bombing, you know, the Gaza Strip to to fight Hamas, right? To target Hamas and civilians getting killed in, in the middle there. Would you be okay with a white supremacist group being targeted by, you know, United States Army and then bombing an entire town or city to get to them? Like, would you be okay with that? You know, and I think I, I, I think you got to look at it like that and, and think... Well, I wouldn't want innocent people to get killed. Well, yeah, that's what's happening in Palestine. Whether, you know, if you really are against Hamas, fine, whatever. We can't convince you otherwise. But, you know, th think about, again, the children that are being killed in the crossfire. Uh, it just, you know, it, it, it's not right. And, and I think there just has to come a point where people, you know, the UN has to step in and go, enough's enough. This has to end. You know, and just let the Palestinians be where they are, right? They have very little land left. They have about a, you know, a city's worth of land. You know, let's say like the size of, I don't know, uh, Chicago, I heard on a podcast, you know, that about that large of an area. And, Jesus. you know, just just let them live. Just let them live at this point. Stop stop restricting their food. Stop restricting their water. Um, you know, let they them They would never be. do that, though. I mean, you know. They it. would I, well, because, because actually, they're afraid that, yeah. you know, they're going to grow and get more powerful. And then maybe that they'll decide they want to take the land back. And, hey, you know, if that happens, then uh, obviously there, there will be a conflict. But you can't restrict, you know, literal food and water from these people. You have to you have to let them be. And, and hopefully, hopefully there can be a peaceful solution here. My theory is I don't think there will be. I don't believe that a two state solution is possible at this point because, you know, after all of this, how do you how do you live next to that person ever again? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And how do you ever hope that they won't do what they've previously been, you know, been doing? You know, and I, I know that I, I, I don't necessarily have the solution, but I do think that at the very least, open the borders and let them get the fuck out of there if they need to. 
you know you like stop fencing these people in like they it once again the irony of of people who you know who who have uh survived and persevered through something as terrible as the holocaust creating a literal ghetto for another group of people it is it's it's tragic you know it's tragic when people use it as an excuse too they say you know like I don't know, like even, you know, once again, Germany is one of the, you know, one of the countries who's afraid to say anything because they, you know, they are ashamed of their of their Nazi heritage and they don't want to be associated with any sort of anti-Semitism. So they won't speak up or say anything. There's so many people who are who are just afraid, afraid. And, you know, why? I know why. I know why we can't hold these people accountable, like because once again. You know, Israel's a pop-up for, for the U.S. at this point. It's you know, it's a capitalist imperial imperialist nation that you know gets money gets money and resources from us to to maintain a sphere of influence in the through U.S. light. But yeah, dude, I don't know, like, because what's the other option, right? What if they did open the borders and all the Palestinians left? And you know, I mean, obviously there's a refugee crisis. Uh, you know, they'd have to go somewhere else in the world. Right. You know, who's going to take them? All this other stuff. But like at that point, Israel won, didn't they? Like we've just shown that that they're allowed to do whatever they want and get away with it. <laughs> I think I think mean, that's the thing. It's like just like anyone else would be held accountable, they need to be held accountable, and they can't use, you know, the Jewish faith as as a shield. You know, like it, it they can't be a get out of jail free card for every single action they commit. You know, no one should be allowed to do that, right? No one should be above reproach. We've said that before on this podcast. No one should be above reproach. And, and you know, genocide is genocide. So, you know, um, no matter who's committing it. So, Talking about people who, you know, have, have received reproach from, you know, from multiple sides here and there. I do want to talk about, uh, you know, about a few congresswomen. Uh, you know, we've had our have ha- we've had our criticisms mostly of AOC on this. We really haven't spoken right. much about uh, Omar. Rest of the squad. Yeah, yeah, the rest of the squad. But uh, but if you you know what, I'll throw it in the show notes and sources for this <laughs> too. Uh, there is an entire like two hour long uh, version where multiple people are speaking on the on the you know on the floor about different things, but a majority of them are about Israel. Some uh, Congress people being in support of Israel and doing the whole, you know, we condemn violence on both sides and hope there can be, you know, peaceful solution. Not like you said it, but like they say it, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, with, without acknowledging once again, the disproportionate use of force. Uh, but AOC stepped up and, uh, you know, I, I told you off mic, I feel like they have her family held hostage because I feel like she wanted to say so much more and couldn't and was very like, she just said all of the leaders, not like, not Biden specifically, just all the leaders and blah, blah, blah. If we stand for this, we need to step up. But she did call attention also to the children in cages at our border and equivocated the separation of families, uh, you know, to, to the situation happening in Palestine as well. So, you know, that's a long cry from Biden's cages are better. You know, Ilhan Omar also, uh, also spoke. Uh, I'll include that in the show notes. I only saw like the first two minutes of it, but the one that really got me was uh, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib's uh, ten minutes, and it was heart wrenching. You know, she is a, a, a woman of Palestinian descent, and just hearing her speak, hearing her share letters. Uh, there was one woman who, you know, who told her that when she puts the kids to sleep at night, they all sleep in the same room. So if they die, they can all die together. That's... (sighs) Yeah. 
Um, and once again, you know, that could be the room of their house, which they've, li- they've lived in for 40 years or a few generations of their family have, right. have lived there. And, you know, land is always tough with me. I don't believe that anybody has a right to land specifically. I believe that we can borrow this land and use the resources that the earth gives us to live a productive and, and you know, pleasurable life. Right. But we're here for a fraction of that, of the earth's life. Like, you know, what's a hundred years even to, you know, to yeah. you know, millions of years. And I don't think any of us have a right to land, but I do think no. we have a right to live peacefully yes. and to feel safe and provided and uh, provided for. And, you know, just having gone through, you know, I'm currently going through therapy. You know, I've realized that a lot of our insecurities as human beings, they all come from a need to feel safe. And yeah. Uh, I saw a video this morning of a child who was pulled under from underneath the wreckage of his house and his eyes, he was alive. He survived, Palestinian child. Um, but his eyes were just like, he'll never be a, a human ever again in his life. And even if yeah. he represses that memory, that will always be there in the back of his head that, you know, that he needs to feel safe and it will dictate every action he takes in his life. Yeah, well, you're right. Like you said, you know, these people aren't g- being given the right to live and that's that's the problem, right? All that's, in the name of self-defense. Right, all in the name of self-defense. So, you know, no matter what's going on in your life, you know, it's okay to be stressed, it's okay to be scared. But remember, you know, th- this is happening to people out there where they don't know if they're going to survive the night. They don't know where they're going to live. Uh, they don't know where their next meal's coming from, or if they're ever going to see their family again, because, you know, they're they're under constant attack, and uh, it's just it's just sad, you know. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but Palest- a lot of like older Palestinians will carry the key to their homes uh, from where they were evicted, you know, years and years ago, and uh, they. You know, they have keys from the 1940s and 1950s, and they carry it as a memory of, Jesus you know, Christ, where they terrible. were they were taken from. Wow. You know, this 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 isn't a case, a case of self-defense. You have one country, one state that is a superpower, and another struggling for ex- its existence. And no matter what... Like you, one side is so overpowered and is the aggressor, and you know, for to quote Ty's favorite character from Batman Begins, Rachel Dawes, <laughs> when you know when she says, you know, all all Falcone needs to succeed is for good people, you know, to do nothing, and uh, so kudos again to the you know our own uh, elected officials, and uh, I almost threw up in my fucking mouth saying that. Uh, who, who actually acknowledged uh, this going, you know, this going on, and acknowledged that it is not a once that it is not a two sided conflict, that it is a, a one sided apartheid, occupation, genocide, whatever you'd like to call it, and uh, you know, I, I hope that other world leaders, I use that term very loosely, will will take note. Uh, anything on on your end, Ty? No, I've said what I what I had to say. Um, you know, I just I just I hope said what I look, said. All right, I said what I said. All right, I just hope people you know look in their hearts and you know think about how they feel about people living and surviving and 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 stop you know just uh, just listening to propaganda. So 
That's about it. Next week we will be resuming our regularly scheduled content with uh, The Dark Knight. A movie that changed my life for three months. And then, Ooh, I'm so excited. Fuck yeah, this world, it's, man. <laughs> man it, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's rough. I don't even... I don't know. I, I feel like I've said what I what I had to say, and yeah. uh, you know, hopefully, I made it as accessible as possible for those of you out there who, you know, this conflict may be too complicated for you to even want to take a stance on. Right. Um, but please understand that we are seeing imperialism and similar fascist tactics that have that have all that have been so normalized to us because we're at the center of it but we're seeing it overseas and uh you know something has to be done i don't know uh i did i did propose some sort of strike but that would be i I don't have the reach for that folks if any of you do think about it think about a at least a nationwide or a countrywide strike in which you know once again you hit the one percent hard just a day of not making them their constant influx of money could could hurt them as we saw with the pandemic uh, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try and organize that just now. I do have one review to read, though, Ty. Oh wow! Okay, what a way to cap this off. Yes, and I'll, I'll go off on a high note here. How about that? So, the title of the review is "Damn Good Stuff." These guys review classic movies and comics in their unique way. They have really good political takes, and I find myself nodding at, along at almost everything they say. However, it's obvious they're communists, and they need to stop being cowards and say it on the <laughs> mic. <laughs> I, uh, well, you know, I, 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 I do not shy away from my, my, uh, my, my newfound communist ideals. But, uh, you know, the, the mainstream still is what it is, and one of us has to be a person, I guess. So, until you're ready, <laughs> I'm not gonna out. I'm not gonna out him. All right. I know <laughs> we know where comrade, uh, comrade Ty stands. Oh yeah. Also, we'll we'll see if there's any. Um, any way that you can donate or help out and we'll throw that in the show notes and sources as well right uh but in the meantime in between time folks for the politipod podcast i have been mike booch and i have been comrade ty <laughs> and remember no matter what you're uh reading watching listening to uh never stop thinking never stop learning and fucking regardless of the shit you're seeing on tv please find multiple sources please if you truly believe that both sides are at fault literally learn about both sides that's all you have to do you know right because that falls right under what i always say at the end of each episode never stop learning oh i'll and, and always remember to read between the lines and scene <laughs> Thank you.